Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey there. That music means it is time for the food show, but there'll be only one voice, that being mine, the Mrs. Tom is out at Manresa. This is normally the day of the year, one of the two days of the year, that I had previously been heard on the radio in Tom's uh, show. But since I've been doing it with him for seven months now, it seems strange to be doing it by myself. But here I am, and I would love to hear from you. 260-6368 is the number. We have talked and talked and talked about Thanksgiving, and I would like to say that we're not going to talk about Thanksgiving, uh, but that would be a lie, because I absolutely am. After the show yesterday, when I was talking to Allie about my my disdain, well, actually, I'm jealous is what it is, of Martha Stewart and all the failed Martha Stewart projects, I went to MarthaStewart.com just to see what Martha was up to. And within minutes, my eyes were glazing over with that. Do you remember that uh, movie Frenzy, the Hitchcock movie Frenzy, where they they would show the eyes as um, spirals, you know, like black and white spirals? Those were my eyes within minutes of looking at MarthaStewart.com because I I could feel the gravitational pull of me getting hooked again and trying some of the stuff that her 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 website and her magazines are just so beautiful and I get suckered into it every single time. So some of the things that are on her website about Thanksgiving, there's a beautiful picture of roast turkey with perfect green beans and perfect mashed potatoes and a little ladle of no doubt perfect gravy with the classic recipe of gravy. So we might talk a little bit about how you're going to make your gravy because not everyone makes it the same way. And there are people who take shortcuts to making gravy, which they swear works really well. Like there was the phase of doing the roux in the microwave and that way you would eliminate burning yourself, which is definitely a hazard, but uh, I never did warm to that idea. My mother made gravy in the very standard way, which was to take the pan drippings and to uh, add, like, I don't even know if she did stock. I don't, it doesn't seem, stock doesn't seem like something she would have done. So I'm guessing that she took the pan drippings and separated a little bit of it and added water to it and then and then uh, whisked flour into it and then put the whole thing back into the pan drippings and that was the gravy. Although that wouldn't have made as much gravy as she needed to for a family our size. So I'm thinking maybe she then put more water into it and just let it simmer on the stove. Anyway, my mom had a really good turkey gravy and that's the way Martha says to do it also. So I guess that you know, I, that's that's one thing my mother, the canned queen, and Martha Stewart had in common, the traditional old-fashioned way of making gravy just from pan drippings and flour. Then the next article is uh, vegetable sides with a positively gorgeous plate. The plate is gorgeous. 
the dish is gorgeous. It's it's you know not there's no glazed carrots with Martha Stewart. These are little baby carrots with the stem still on, like two or three inches, and there are different colors. They have the purple, they have the orange, they have yellow, or those might be parsnips too. But but they're all very thin and beautiful, and they're glazed just so, and arrayed on the plate so artfully. And it looks like there might be sesame seeds on it or something. I don't know. There's some kind of crumble on it, too. And I'm just thinking, I'm just, I'm just so inferior. I just feel so inferior every time I look at Martha Stewart. But here's the one that got me. The third one is creative upgrades. <laughs> there's, and there's a picture of a turkey made of white chocolate. And it's a little tiny turkey that if I know Martha Stewart has probably got a plate. It's right there in front of the plate. It's like a little individual turkey that she probably gives to her guest. But anyway, it says, the, the caption on it is, Make your holiday just like Martha's with these turkey-shaped foods. See, that's the kind of stuff that in the past would absolutely have gotten me every time. I'm going to click on it just for fun, but that's why that's why I spend so much time chasing the Martha Stewart world. And then the last one is Martha's Thanksgiving Countdown. And it's a, it's a beautiful picture in the standard Instagrammable way with a million different things taken from overhead. And the caption is, the big day is less than one week away. Get ready with our favorite recipes, decorations, and more. So just for fun, I'm going to click on some of these and see. But I do have a poll to ask you guys about this. They had a Harris poll taken on dishes for Thanksgiving that secretly you hate and wish was absolutely nowhere near your Thanksgiving table. There are some real, there's some, there's some very predictable ones, but also some real surprises on the list. Like in some cases, 25 to 30 percent of people polled said they would not want to lay eyes on that again. Now, I, I diss on millennials a lot, and it's, it's because I really do believe that unlike any other previous generation, because generations always look down on the generation that's coming up, I think, through probably millennia. But in this case, because of the way that millennials were raised, they think really kind of completely different than the rest of us. So 42% of millennials said that if they were hosting their own Thanksgiving, there would be no bird on the table at all. So I don't know if that would be like a tofu thing or a vegan thing or something like that. But this is what I mean when I say it's like I can't really I can't really get into that whole line of thinking because I mean to me Thanksgiving is not Thanksgiving unless it the centerpiece is a roasted turkey. But apparently there are lots of things on a Thanksgiving table that people would rather not see there. So uh, I'm, I was a little surprised by them, and I'm kind of curious if you would like to take a guess at some of these. There are three, actually four on the list of things that you will very likely see on your Thanksgiving table that maybe 30% of the people at the same gathering are thinking, oh, no, not that again. 
And I mean, it's got to be there because these are classic dishes. But I guarantee that no matter what their iteration or how they're prepared, none of them are in any way as beautiful as the plate of carrots and parsnips on the Martha Stewart website. I think just for fun, I'm probably going to go through and look at what else she's preparing or how to do this little this little uh Butter, what she calls them is molded, molded butter turkeys. And I guess they're just, they're just white chocolate turkeys. But there are, uh, they're beautiful, of course. I guess you'd have to get a mold for them. And I just wonder who really goes through that kind of trouble. I, I mean, I don't know. Was I really weird in, you know, 20 years ago in really trying to keep up with her? Does anyone else have that kind of, that kind of fruitless, um, standard that you apply to yourself. She has another one, cornbread turkeys, where I guess it's a little mold and you bake cornbread. Now, that's kind of cute, I have to say. Um, if I had a turkey mold, I don't even know. You probably could get one from her website. There are cranberry and pomegranate. To, oh, you know what? There's actually an ad on the website for same-day service to get these turkey molds from Amazon, of course. Brown sugar turkeys, chocolate turkeys, milk and dark chocolate turkeys. Anyway, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, they didn't get into any um, centerpieces or any of the things that I used to fall for in in trying to keep up with Martha Stewart. But um, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I, I am I the only one who has any interest in trying to do Martha Stewart and beautiful, beautiful Thanksgiving? Or does anyone else just not feel inferior? You do your thing, and your thing is the same every year, and you're not trying to impress anyone. But when you look through the magazines and you look at the websites, and it's all so beautiful, and you, you fantasize that you would like to... <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I would like to go to one of those gorgeous parties with the beautiful food out there. And this is like a common problem of mine. I always fantasize about these perfect parties, and then I aspire to them, but I either don't allow enough time or I can't recruit enough people to help, or maybe I'm just not good at doing beautiful things, but there... <laughs> <laughs> the picture of what it's supposed to be next to the picture of what it is always uh, is disappointing. I remember the last time I tried this, I quit after the last time. The last time was uh, coming up on five years ago when I had a 60th birthday party where I I catered it myself. And I catered it myself because it would have been, you know, $5,000 to do it if I got a caterer, but that wasn't the real reason. The real reason that I catered it myself was that I like to cook, and I, I really enjoy the times that we entertain for Thanksgiving or for Easter, and the Fitzmorses have done a lot of entertaining over the years. We used to have massive birthday parties at our house, and we used to have big Easter egg hunts and things like that, so we have lots of nice stuff and we love to cook. I mean, Tom used to do most of the cooking, but I also did a lot of the cooking. And we just had a good time. We really enjoyed the catering aspect of, of putting on parties. And 
I mean, I I talk to Mary Lee sometimes and think that maybe, you know, she and I should go into the catering business after her house is completely done because she's going to have a really nice kitchen. But And we might do that because we do like to cook. But um, the last time I tried it was, like I said, well, we did, we've done a couple of Thanksgivings, but they've been getting progressively worse year to year. But But the 60th birthday was supposed to be a really was supposed to be a really glamorous affair and uh and it you know it kind of was i mean we had a nice cup we had some nice spreads we had some beautiful dishes and stuff on the table but i'll i'll what i remember is not so much the things that turned out so well like the beautiful things but the things that really did not turn out so well like my my fantasy of having like kefta kebabs and having a real exotic uh, display of that, and what it turned out to be really was a bunch of dried meatballs. Then I didn't even get around to making the sauce for it, and it was just really disappointing. And I don't know if anyone else was disappointed because they didn't really know what to expect. But you know, when it's the vision is in your mind, and then it doesn't come out quite like that, it's disturbing and then very disappointing. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to analyze myself on the air here. Uh, I would love to have a conversation with you if you would like to talk about this kind of thing. I w- I want to know really. Am I the only one who has these these glamorous fantasies about parties that you're going to have and aspire to something really really beautiful like you see in magazines? And then it doesn't come out so well. Or maybe you're just better at it than I am. Maybe it does come out very well for you. Maybe you want to replicate something that you see in a magazine and it actually does come out like that. I have not had that kind of luck, but I'd be curious to hear if you have. Also, I'm looking for anyone who wants to answer the question of what the things were that people secretly hate when they go to a Thanksgiving meal that are absolutely de rigueur on your table. Uh, There's four of them, and there are two surprises, two not so much, but two definite surprises. So I'm looking for that as well. 260-6368, I am talking sort of peripherally about the same thing that we've been talking about, which is the big Thanksgiving holiday coming up. And uh, I will be I will be dissing on Martha Stewart a little bit more too. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We'll be back. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. You are listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris in here by myself without Tom. We usually do a lot of bantering back and forth, but I would like to do that with you. We can, you know, two six zero six three six eight is the number. There are all kinds of studies done about everything, of course. And um, the I didn't realize, I didn't know that people were actually ordering turkeys off of Amazon. I mean, I guess that Amazon own, owns Whole Foods now, but does anybody order their turkey online and have it delivered by Amazon? I mean, even my son doesn't do that, and they order everything from Amazon. So do you order turkey and and get it delivered to your house that way because it kind of takes the fun out of out of going to choose a turkey. I mean, honestly, there's not a lot to choosing a turkey. They all kind of look the same frozen in the uh in the case. Do you use a fresh turkey or a frozen turkey? And Martha Stewart, of course, has a lot of tips about how to choose your turkey. 
I remember when I was growing up, and this was because we had a really large family, but we had a gigantic turkey. I mean, I guess we could have had two smaller turkeys, but it was like a 20, it was like a 20 pound turkey. And I'm sure that I'm going to have a very large turkey again, even though there aren't nearly that many people coming to the Thanksgiving celebration that we are going to have. Although I did learn there are another six people coming from Atlanta. So that beefs us up to about I don't know, 17 or 18 people, which is not an insignificant number of people to have for Thanksgiving. It just seems kind of small for us. But um, we we had the big turkey, and then the one that we're going to get from Joe Impostato is also going to be a very large turkey because he does very large turkeys. I mean, I guess that's all I've ever seen come to the house. So maybe he does do smaller turkeys, but I've only seen those larger ones. But I remember when Tom and I first started doing our Thanksgiving at our house, uh, Tom was adamant about a large turkey not being good. I haven't tasted them side by side, but for the longest time when we did it, we did smaller turkeys. And even if we were doing, if we had a lot of people we did two small turkeys rather than a really large turkey. So I'm, I guess if he was here, he could explain what the difference is. But we would do uh, always a smoked turkey, which didn't really have any pan drippings to do a gravy. And maybe that was by design because his gravy skills were not very good. But um, later on, I talked him into doing a roast turkey. So he tried the turkey in the bag and I've never really understood how that works because it would seem to me that a plastic bag in the oven would probably kick off some chemicals. But I've eaten, I think, more than my share of those, and I don't really know what it's made of, but it doesn't seem very good. But he's very committed to that for a roast turkey. There was a time, I think, when... Putting a turkey in, (laughs) and this sounds kind of crazy, but I I really do think I remember this, where there was a time when people were putting turkeys into paper bags, like grocery bags, and roasting them in a paper bag. I guess that was maybe their version of Papillot or something. I don't know. Has anybody ever done that, or has anyone ever seen that done or been to a Thanksgiving celebration where that was done. I never see it anymore. So maybe it's one of those things that went by the wayside when the plastic came in. But Tom swears now, uh, he swears on the plastic bag version where you just buy the, the, the bags and you put the roasting, you put the turkey in the roasting bag and it does come out good. I mean, I always prefer a, um, I always prefer a roast turkey to any other kind of turkey. I mean, I like the smoked turkey that we did for many, many years. But once we started doing the roast turkey, I noticed that more people did prefer the roast turkey. And they would start to get, we would have more of the roast turkey gone and have the smoked turkey left because there would always be a huge amount left. But that's good because that would just give you a smoked turkey for a really great turkey gumbo. 
2606368 is the number. You are talking, well, you're not talking to me, but, but I wish you would be talking to me. And I am talking to myself, I guess, about Thanksgiving. But as I've always said, I can talk indefinitely about just about anything. And this is what I'm talking about right now. Thanksgiving. I would love to hear from you about anything else if you would like to talk about that. I have a lot of restaurant reports. I went to lunch at Chafalaya today. And I have to say, I, I've never been a huge fan of a chafalaya. I've never really warmed to the space very much, but I always thought the food was rather exceptionally good. I didn't think that so much today, although they don't really need my approval because the place was packed uh, for lunch at on Friday. Well, I mean, it was a Friday lunch, so I guess that, you know, that's something that you would expect to see. Friday lunch is kind of a popular gathering time. And also Friday before Thanksgiving, probably people are in town. But I think it looks like it probably is pretty busy anytime. I walked in and we saw a bar, what looked like a like a buffet. And I asked about it and I was surprised to see that a chafalaya would be doing a buffet. But that's how substantial this bar was. It wasn't a buffet. It was a... Um, Bloody Mary buffet. And they had, I don't know, maybe eight different things in one section. They had a pile of bacon in another section. So you could actually you could actually make a, a Bloody Mary and have just like a whole meal that you did from a buffet, which was, you know, strange to me, but then I'm not a drinker. So maybe it is kind of a, a great hot thing. But uh, I was a little surprised by the food. The um, menu was not a lunch menu. It was a brunch menu. And I didn't know that they just did brunch. So they have a brunch from Thursday through Monday at Atchafalaya, and we showed up for brunch. So all the dishes that were there were, you know, pretty much brunch kind of egg dishes. So we had, we got some... uh, Boudin cheese curd, a, a hybrid of that, and it was a fried boudin ball, basically with some cheese in the middle, and it was served with a remoulade that had pickles in it. Not pickles as in, I'm going to put pickles on your hamburger, but the popular pickles of everything in there, so it was all kinds of vegetables that were chopped and then pickled, and then that was in the remoulade sauce. And the sauce was good. It had some corn in it, too. The sauce was good, but I found that the boudin curd ball was a little bit less than what I would have expected it to be. And I don't even know what I was expecting, but it was just kind of ordinary. And then uh, my friend had a salad that had, I think it was like an Asian uh, apple kind of salad with some grilled shrimp on it. The grilled shrimp were beautiful, and she loves the salad. So I tasted a little bit of the vinaigrette, and it was it was good. I mean, that's kind of what I should have gotten. I didn't really know what to get because I wasn't expecting that menu, so I was a little bit lost about what to get. I was kind of thinking about a burger, but and they did have a burger. They had a wagyu burger, which I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of an Angus kind of girl, so that didn't that wasn't appealing to me. There was a 
uh, Vietnamese poor boy on the menu, which I didn't really want either. And so when I looked through the whole thing, it came down to sort of like a huevos rancheros or a classic breakfast, which I got. But it wasn't really classic. It was um, a chafalaya ham, which I thought must have meant something special because they said a chafalaya ham, like you should know what that is or that that's a thing. So I asked, what is a chafalaya ham? And he said, it is cured here and then I think baked and then it is grilled after that. And so I thought, well, that sounds kind of intriguing. So I ordered sort of, you know, a plate of sides. I got some... Uh, creamy, like cream cheese grits, so they were super creamy. And I got uh, two eggs, sunny side up. And then I got this a chafalaya ham. And I ordered some jalapeno cornbread because I wanted to see what that looked like, and I figured it would kind of come in a skillet or something, but it didn't. It was little corn muffins, and they were good enough. I mean, they were, you know, nothing to write home about. But this achafalaya ham, I thought, was kind of strange. And it, it you know what, it, it kind of reminded me of pastrami. Even though pastrami is beef, it kind of reminded me of that color to it and kind of that texture, too. So that was a little strange. So it was, it was disappointing. I remember always really thinking that was pretty special food, but I didn't, I didn't really care for it today. And maybe it was because it was brunch and not dinner. And maybe it was because I was expecting lunch and not brunch, but it was a little bit disappointing in general. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. That's my little restaurant report. I also have another one that I'll talk about later. I had happy hour yesterday at Revolution. And I have kind of almost the same kind of report there. So I don't know. I need to, I need to break this streak of not very good meals uh, tonight. I have a poll that I'm looking for people to uh, guess, at least. Um, there are things on the Thanksgiving table that you will be looking at in a couple of days. And you may, if you are one of the 30%, because these are like 30% of people on an average who have said that if they never saw blank again, that would be great for their Thanksgiving table. There were four things that this Harris poll revealed about how people really feel about the Thanksgiving celebration and the food that's on the table. And there are three side dishes and another thing that's on this list. And I'm just kind of curious to see if anybody can guess, because I'm not surprised at this at all, because these are all things that I would feel the same way about. So let's go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, Marianne. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Nice day. It is a um, beautiful day. If this is Eric, my friend Eric, then I know that you have a lot to say about food. So you and I have the best conversations about food. So let's have one. Where okay. have you been okay. lately? What's your hot thing? Um, that's uh, Unfortunately, I don't go with the hot stuff normally. I, I have been trying a lot more barbecue than I've tried in the past. Um, have you had that Gonzo barbecue? No, not yet, but I've been told to go. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. Is it good? Yeah, well, you know, I had yeah. it at the Poor Boy Fest. 
I had okay. a um, uh, they had a, a smoked brisket poor boy at the poor boy fest, and it was really really good. What's your barbecue favorite right now? Uh, okay, so you know, blue oak fry, uh, ugly dog. I, I still think Central City is the best one. It is. It is. I think for consistency over the whole product line, yeah. um, I, I give it to them. Eric is, uh, folks, Eric is almost like a food chemist. And, uh, and he's very, he could, he could be a real restaurant critic with the little pencil and paper and really check things out. He's very specific. He's written in nomenu.com a few times for us. Eric, can you hold on for a few minutes? We have sure. to take a little break. All right, we're going to take a little break. Yeah, we'll be back ahead. with my friend Eric, and we're going to talk food because I love to talk food with him. 2606368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Six zero six three six eight is the number. We started a conversation with Eric, and whenever Eric and I get together, we talk endlessly and really agree absolutely a hundred percent on absolutely everything. So it's, I mean, Tom goes, "Well, you have to talk to someone who only agrees with you." I mean, it is more fun, I have to say. Although it is fun to get into a debate with you as well. So your Correct. favorite barbecue right now is Central City. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, so I just. I think they do a re- meat. I, I, I don't really find any huge difference between um, Blue Oak Fry Central City. Wait, wait, what I really I'm gonna like stop you right there. Fry. I think there is a huge difference between Blue okay. Oak and Fry. I think I think Central City and Blue Oak are probably in the same league, and then Fry is not in that league. Okay. Do you All think? Right. I mean, if you think about it, Central City and Blue Oak are kind of. Um, more on the hip version, you know, there's the lines of the social media, you know, promotions and stuff like that, certainly at Blue Oak. But Fry is more of a basic kind of place, I think. I mean, I, I think they attempt to do some things that are a little bit different, but generally speaking, I don't think they're executed as well. I just, you know, do, do you see that at all, if you think well, about so it? Well, here's the deal. It's like a burger. So when I go to test a burger out, it's, it's generally just a cheeseburger. Um, and when I do the same thing with barbecue, it, it's probably a pulled pork sandwich. And to be honest, I don't see that much of a difference between those three. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm a brisket person when I talk barbecue. Okay. So, do you do okay. brisket at all or ribs? Just pork, once, pulled pork? Once uh-huh. in a while. Very seldom. I don't know what it is with ribs. Maybe it's the messy factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't yeah. at all. Okay. Now, um, sides are important to me in barbecue. How about you? Agreed. Yeah. So Agreed. who's got good sides? Because sometimes you can have great barbecue, and if the sides are not there, you just, eh, you know. Eh. So as you know, I'm not a mayo guy. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure there is some mayo in Central City's coleslaw. There's some mayo in just is, about everyone's coleslaw. Yeah. But it's to the point where I almost can't tell. Uh-huh. And I think it's got that little vinegar tang to it that, uh-huh. um, that sets it to side. I also think... Um, the uh, what are they? Golly, uh, macaroni and cheese at Central is um, is very good. Well, I haven't had the mac and cheese. Funny, funny. I am a mac and cheese fanatic, but I never get mac and cheese when I eat barbecue. I don't know why that is. I guess because I stick with coleslaw and beans when I do barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do too normally. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, because we're talking and we always agree on the same thing. But um, yeah. I, I think that 
I think when I when I go to Blue Oak, I kind of maybe get the fries, the the brisket fries, or they have brisket okay. nachos mm-hmm. there, which I also like. But um, I don't I don't. Maybe it's that I like mac and cheese by itself, and I like barbecue so much that I don't put the two of them together. But it seems to me that barbecue demands coleslaw. Somebody's got there's somebody out there who's doing just a North Carolina vinegar coleslaw, and I don't know who it is. I don't remember because that's not what I would look for. Have you have you guys been to Piece of Meat Butcher? Yeah, we have. Do you love it? Um, really. Okay, well, what did you get there? Because I love it, and I and I thought well, of you guys, and I thought for sure you you probably loved it. I had a sandwich there, and, and I, I, you caught me off guard on this one, so I, I don't remember what it was. I think I've been there twice, and um, I, I was really? kind of like it's kind of like me out. Everybody thinks that place is great too, and I, I wouldn't walk across the street to go to it. So okay, um, I've not been to Niao's, but but um, but I actually thought about the two of you with piece of meat butcher, and I said, okay, the next time we go, we're gonna have to go here. So I won't even uh, I won't even say it then. Never no, mind. No, no, let's go back. Like Tom always says, you know, you may have caught it on a on a bad day, or um, well, if you've gone you know, twice, gotten, not gotten the right special. I don't know if you've gone twice and you didn't like it, then that's not ca- then it, that's probably more likely that you don't like it. Yeah. Did you have the boudin balls, the the wonton filled with boudin balls? I I did not, but it's funny you say boudin balls. So I went to a um a CFP function at the Sazerac House the other night, uh-huh. and they had excellent boudin balls. I don't know. I, it's really funny that you mentioned that, but I mean, actually, they had really good food all around. It's all pass around food, but. Um, was it, it was a catered really affair? I mean, is that like a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well... And, and I've never had a Sazerac before either. Uh, um, really? Probably won't again. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I feel about it, too. But um, but the, they had... Uh, I haven't been to the Sazerac house. I'm sure it's beautiful. But is it is it in-house catering? I mean, is that, is that what it was? It was, it was kind of like a whirlwind. I... Not sure. I think they have cooking facilities there for special events, um, but I, I'm not really sure. But I, I tell you, everything I had—the sliders, everything—was is really, really good. Huh. So if it is catered, somebody's doing a great job. If it's in house, they're doing a nice job, and the facility is just uh, gorgeous. Dolly. I mean, I, I, I haven't been, but it looks—it looks like it's really nice. Okay, it's really so, nice. Yeah. so the other night, I'm going to tell you this. I went to Juniors. Have you guys been to Juniors? No, not yet. Okay. Well. Um, I, I, in the I, old Cava space, right? Wait, what? It's in the old Cava space, space, yes, yes. Have yeah. you been to LJ's? Have not been there. I missed my Wednesday lunch group when they went there two weeks ago. So, what did they say about um, it? Everybody liked it. Yeah, okay. You know, it's really interesting. There are two new places in Lakeview, and one of them is kind of retro, and one of them is very forward. And it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how each of those things plays out. But the um, talk about Azul and uh, oh no no I'm not even that's not even on my radar. Have you been there? You're not going West Harrison. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you been there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Cricket. Wait, what? Cricket. Cricket's sure. Yeah, it needs it needs a little work. Uh, was it busy when you went? Just out of curiosity. 
No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. Well, then that, that sort of dispels my theory, which is that anything that w- will work in Lakeview if it appeals to kids. So maybe not. Anyway, um, Junior's has the former chef from Achafalaya over there. And it, you know who it is? It's um, Nick Huff from uh, Barcadia. Oh. Yeah. So, well, curbside, actually, which was affiliated with Barcadia for a while. But um, okay. I, I was expecting to just love the burger because, I mean, it's curbside in Barcadia. And he even said that he had the buns specially made by the Dong Fuang lady. So, wow. I, yeah, but, you know, I'm not a brioche kind of I, I like a, a hefty sort of Kaiser roll to like a sourdough or a Kaiser roll to stand up to the, the meat. But, you know, I want to hear what you think about that burger, because oh. I was okay. I, I didn't I didn't love it and I expected to love it. So I was a little surprised by that. They also have cheese curds. I know you are semi-Canadian mm-hmm. up there, so I don't know if you, how you feel about cheese curds. Those were actually really good. And they had some fried onion rings that were pickled first and then fried, and the shell was really, really hard on them. Um, but I, like I Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious to hear what you think about it. But um, LJ's is the guy that used... I mean, this guy's worked all over with some really famous chefs and then wound up after Katrina working at Chimes for about 14 years. And I mean, I really like him. He's a very personable guy. And he told me that he was looking to sort of replicate what was there many years ago, which was a um, an Italian place called Lena's, but not spelled L-E-N-A, spelled in an unusual kind of way. And they definitely have done that. They spent uh, very little effort on redoing Mondo. It's not, they cleaned it up, which they said was a lot of work. And then they patched it up and, and, you know, fixed the things that obviously needed fixing. But there was not a gut or any kind of complete overhaul at all. And it's going to be interesting to see because I think there's definitely a throwback era to both, throwback sort of vibe to both the menu and the appearance of the place. And um, and so then there's juniors down there doing, you know, really forward-thinking kind of food. And then LJ's, which is kind of food that your mama would have made. And and I'm just, um, I'm going to watch those two. I think it's going to be interesting. Well, there's... That whole Harrison area now, I mean, with it's just with Francesca's and everything in that neighborhood, you have way in the, the Pearl. I don't know if you're sushi or not, but um, no. there's just a ton of options now. Yeah. You don't really have to settle for that, the burger joint between parlays and uh, right. uh, steak night. No, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people there, too, and they don't really want to leave Lakeview, so they really do need a lot of food options there. But anyway, back to barbecue. So uh, I don't see fry in the same way, and this is kind of one of the things that I, I find fascinating also, the sa- in the same way that LJ's and Junior's is, you know, they flank each side of of that Harrison corridor between West End and Marconi. Um, the same is true of Fry, which was there first, and then Blue Oak arrived on the scene. And to me, those are two completely different everything. Yes, they're both doing barbecue. One is doing more mainstream barbecue. The clientele at those two places is distinctly different. Do you pay any attention no, to that kind of stuff? That. Totally, 
totally correct. Yeah. Don't you think yeah. so? You have noticed that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. With Blue Oak being, um, i got to yeah. find a delicate way to say things. <laughs> no, we don't. You don't even have to. That's not my forte either. <laughs> Yes, I know. You're much more the you're much more the fry kind. But but um and I actually am too, but I like to think of myself more as a as a hip person. But I think the food it, I I think the food follows the crowd that goes to each of those. The food is is a, it's right in line with what they're what they're putting out there. I mean, it's, it's interesting interesting spin on it. Um and you know, you have me thinking, and, and I, I might give a little bit of credence to what you had to say there. That's that's probably true. Although, I had the other day at Fry, I had a smoked chicken salad uh-huh. that it's very, it's not easy to get smoked chicken right for some reason. I yeah. don't know why not. Yeah. Generally gets dried out uh-huh. and tough. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, I mean, you really didn't even need dressing on this salad, which I think is a homemade balsamic that uh-huh. they put on it. Yeah, um, but it was excellent. Excellent. Well, I just—I mean, I could—I could definitely see you as a fry person for sure. Um, yeah. But I think the food is better at Blue Oak. I do. I think the food is better at Blue Oak, and I do think that the food at Central is is the best. But I'm tr- I'm curious to say what you think about this Gonzo's place because I believe that they're going to be doing. Right now, it's a pop up. But I think that usually a pop-up that's as popular as it is will eventually yep. make its way to a, a brick-and-mortar. You know, the the furor over Taco Loco has really died down. Are they still around? Yeah. They are. Okay. Have you been back? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I, see I, that. I have not. Okay. I have not. Well, Barracuda is um, really good. Go ahead. What? So – Here's another. Here's an off one, um, and you, there's very few places that do it well here in New Orleans, and it's it's a cheese steak. Um, I, I happened to be going to another function last night, and I was on Chapatulis and um, stopped by Port Orleans because I heard that they added a cheese steak to their menu. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, quality steak, um, nice bun. Uh, Real, not a fan of the cheese they put over top, and it's not just whiz; it's some combo whiz mm-hmm. that was just it. Kind of like took it out of play. Mm-hmm. Well, a cheesesteak is not something that I look for very often, but you're a you're a northeasterner, so I could see that you you know maybe would be looking for that every now and then, but. Um... But that's good to know if there are other people who are looking for that too. It's kind of an obscure thing here, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it's essentially Liberty and everybody else that tries to. But but Liberty's pretty good. I think Liberty does oh, a no, good I, job. They do a good job. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That yeah. it's Liberty and everybody else trying to be Liberty. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. It's like there's not a lot of call for it. So there's Liberty doing Liberty, and that's good enough for everybody who was looking for a cheesesteak. So there's really not a lot of room for, you know, also Rands there, I think. Well, anyway. and to, you know, to back up what you're saying, every time I go in there, it's like me and one other person having... Where, uh, Liberty? Lunch. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're where they ought to be because they're right by Tulane. First of all, they're both Tulane grads. They're both Tulane grads from the area, from Philadelphia. 
And okay. that whole two-lane crowd is is that, you know, sort of tri-state area. So they I don't know what time of day you went in there, but I'm sure that it's full of two-lane transplants from that area and that they do very well. That the fact that they're still around after the all these years and that they've moved down to a bigger location and are still around yeah. is, you know, testament to what I'm saying. Yeah, the fact that they moved out of that closet they yeah. were in yeah. for X number of years. Yeah. Is Yardbird still there? Yardbird's still there. Is have Yardbird you been to Yardbird? Had a line out the door the other day. Have you been I, there? I, and I have not. I keep getting told to go there, and that's where my destination was. And I said, I'm not going to wait in line to get in there. Uh-huh. Bird. So, so I said, Liberty's there. Okay. Easy. No, no <laughs> wait. I'll take it. Okay. Well, um, I want to hear your report on Yardbird when you go. I mean, you're probably going to go before I do, but I, I would like to hear your. Have you been back to Shake Shack? I have. So, and this is another thing I'm doing again. It's like um, I'm touring not so fast food burgers again, like Atomic, Muya. You love um, Muya, don't you? Uh oh. <laughs> love may be a little strong, but I, I do like it. Okay. Uh, I, it's good. And what's what's the other one I do? Folks, that? Eric I'm and I could talk about burgers for hours on end. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to bore your listeners with burgers. <laughs> no, it's but, fine. Um, I was just like revisiting, and and I, I've moved Atomic to the top. You it's have better than Shake Shack, and I think Muya is better than Shake Shack too. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. You know, I've never, yeah. I've never been to Muya. You told me to go years ago, but I've never been to to Muya. But um, I do need to try it, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I, um, I I do like Shake Shack. As a matter of fact. I had the burger at Junior's the other day, and I thought, you know, I'd really much rather be eating a Shake Shack burger. Really? Yeah, I love Shake Shack. Oh. Is the one open down in Camplation? They are opening on Monday. Is it Monday? No, it's yeah. the the 3rd of December. So week a week month. from Monday, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah that's going to get that's a place going to be a zoo for a while. Yeah, it is. It is. But I guess the other one has the other one died down. I haven't been back. Um It's it's still pretty Is it really? Uh, it was about two, 2 weeks ago it was not as bad as the last time you and I were out there were People standing out in the rain trying to get in the door. Right, yeah, um, yeah. But it's still there's a. Is it still line. hard to park there? It's still hard to park. Is it really? Oh gosh. Did the same thing you and I did last time. I parked over in the mall and walked. Yeah. Across. Okay. Well, see, that's why I haven't so, been back because I don't feel like going through all that effort. No, that's, yeah. that I'm in agreement on that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I I guess. One more thought. I, I got one more thought for you, Lee. What? The best turkey sandwich in the city. Hambone. Nah. Martin's <laughs> Wine Cellar, actually. Have you been to Hambone, though, and had their turkey sandwich? I have. Oh, yeah. you have? Yeah. Uh-huh. How did you wind up? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, okay. Um, and it's not as good as, it's not as good as Martin Wine Cellar? I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I love their turkey there. I don't know what it is. Huh. And do you, well, do you like Hambone, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of a non—that's not a, a non-committal sort of thing. So, I mean, to me, Hambone is is divine. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really do think it is. Have you had their uh, shrimp? You know, yeah. What? <laughs> no, I mean, when you say that, I mean, that's like, wow. How many divine places are on your checklist? I know. You know what my new divine place is? Cochon. 
haven't been there in a while either. Oh, I was about to say crickets. So wait, um, ha- ha- you have been there though, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, it's been I bet it's been six months since I've been down there. Oh well, that's that's maybe not, more than that. That's not very long. I mean, you eat out a lot, so you wouldn't really go to a lot of places more than that, you know? Would you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. so that's. I, mean, I thought you were going to say six years. Like it's probably been six years since I've been there. But now I'm I'm going like I went I went two days in a row. I'm embarrassed to say. Go any place two days in a row. <laughs> I did. I went two days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you see t- something you liked the first day? And have yeah, the bread. I would stuff? go just for the bread. I really oh, okay. seriously would right. just go for the bread. It's... Didn't I listen to you a couple weeks ago and you were like knocking the bread out? Oh, no, you mean not, not eating bread? Yeah, I don't eat bread, yeah. except except if I do eat bread, I eat a lot of it. So right now I'm okay. really, really, really on the uh, on the Koshan bread. All right, we're overdue. I'm at, what? I'm at Muya. They're now doing lettuce wrap. Uh-huh. Um, versions of the bun too. So oh yeah, are you right. you said you're at Muya right now? No, no, oh, okay. I was there yesterday. <laughs> okay, all right, we're we're uh, we're overdue, so we're, we'll get all right. together. All right, talk to you later. Thanks. All right, thank you. Take all right, care. bye. Our two six zero six three six eight. I have absolutely passionate conversations about food with Eric, who is a college buddy of mine, and uh, he and his college buddy and I go out and have food, but we mainly just we mainly just talk about it like nonstop while we're the other the other guy's a really good friend and he's into it a little bit, but not quite as much as we are. So we really, really get into it. Anyway, uh, I will be back to talk to you about some more Thanksgiving stuff. But Steve, I would love you to call because I also want to talk about Instapots. I found a uh, a book in here about how to Instapot, which I'm going to have a little bit of fun with when we come back. And since you're such a proponent of Instapots, you should definitely call in the next hour. 260 after the top of the hour, you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.